Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 17 of the Debt-Free Dad podcast. Today, we have a special guest who is going to share how she saved and paid off over $16,000 on a single income in just 13 months. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 what is going on, everybody? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. Welcome to today's show. So excited to be here and really excited about today's show because I am hoping the story that we're about to hear or that you're about to hear is going to motivate you to start taking some action. I've worked with thousands of people now who have gone through our membership site, Roots Personal Finance, and I've seen some very remarkable comeback stories. And today is nothing short of amazing. And I know a lot of people out there make the excuse that you know, getting out of debt is impossible. Or if you're behind on bills, why even bother? Or why even mess around with this money stuff? I'm always going to be broke. Well, Gretchen chose to be proactive, take some action, and she wants to show you that it is possible to have amazing success. Even, check this out, when you're behind on a mortgage, a car payment, and a personal loan as you get started. And no savings. She's going to share that here upcoming. But let me introduce you to Gretchen. She says, I was born and raised and spent most of my life in the highest point of New Jersey before moving to South Carolina in late 2016. Gretchen says that she loves to hike, camp, swim, ride her motorcycle, go off-road in her Jeep Wrangler, and she loves to see all of the beauty that nature wants to show us. She says, I'm proud. I'm a proud aunt of three, and she is hoping to set a good example for them with her finances in the future. And she says, a little known fact is that she has learned to be a TIG welder at age nine and comes from a family of fabricators spanning at least three generations. Hey, Gretchen, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. I just want to first thank you for taking some time to uh, share your amazing story and all the success that you've had over the last 13 or 14 months since you've started doing a lot of the stuff that we talk about here on this podcast. In fact, I've I've shared your story several times through email and uh, you've actually have been gracious with your time before and, and coming on and sharing your story with some videos during some of our workshops and things and, and, and basically showing people like, hey, this stuff actually does work. And there'll be some people who actually email me back and they don't believe it. They like, they're just like, it's impossible that someone with a single income has been able to do all the stuff that Gretchen's been able to do. And I, I just, I just like, no, it's not here. Here's actually proof. Here's a video. Here's her story. So it, it's awesome that you're able to come on here and, and share that hope with other people who might be kind of where you were when you first got started. So, uh, can you take us back though, even before all of that, you know, one thing that we talk about a lot on this show is, uh, you know, money plays a big part in our in our lives and a lot of our money habits and a lot of the ways that we use money, we kind of learn as kids, we learn as teenagers, we even learn as early adults. You know, can you talk a little bit about your experience with money growing up and, and how that played a role in your success or, or even lack of success as you became an adult and started doing some of this stuff? Uh, before, uh, before getting my license, cause that's when things went downhill kind of before getting a license, I was very good at saving things, but I never had a bank account. I had like a cash envelope hidden above the oven <laughs> that had my name on it. And I would like birthdays, Christmas, special occasions, whatever money I got in cards went up there. 
Well, the one time I went to go, I was like a, or like 12, 13. I went to go get some money out and it was gone. The envelope was empty. My mother had borrowed money, like $500 from me and uh, didn't say anything to me. And I got really upset and she uh, got upset back and gave me back the money like a couple days later. And I asked my dad to take me to the bank and help me get a savings account. So that way I can keep track of it. So I was very good with saving. And then when I bought my first vehicle, then I wanted, you know, the stereo and yeah. it kind of went downhill <laughs> after that. And then after high school, but I, I, I always worked a lot. I, I, in high school, I worked two or three jobs. Um, I would save as much as I could because I knew I needed gas money and whatnot. But then um, I think the, the, the downfall was getting a credit card so I can get my own cell phone. Yeah. Because Verizon required a $500 deposit or to, if you didn't have good credit, and yeah, that's going to college and <laughs> paying more bills, having to pay my own car insurance. That's when things started to kind of go downhill, but I would tread, like, tread water pretty well. When I decided against my better judgment to get an apartment, that's when things got really squirrely. Yeah. But then I made a, I, I would make a mistake after mistake thinking I would help myself out. Like I did the debt consolidation thing with the company and I was like good for a while. I had one credit card. I'm like, okay, we're good. And then I decided to get another one. And then I'm like, but I'm okay. I'm making all the payments. And when I moved down, when I moved from New Jersey down to South Carolina, um, and that's when I, uh, um, I had a savings of like 4,000 and it disappeared instantly. And, um, it was robbing Peter to pay Paul, keeping the essentials going, and it like it it, it really crashed and burned when I bought my house, and yeah. that's when I realized I need to I need to change I need to change fast, and I I can't keep doing what I'm doing anymore. Yeah, and, yeah, I think you know, and that and that kind of domino effect that you just described is, you know, you're you're in your teenage years, you're saving money, you're doing a lot of the right things, and as we become adults, it it's just one little decision at a time that eventually turns into a house of cards. You know, the living the paycheck to paycheck, and and it only takes one or two events to kind of make that house of cards start to fall. And that's, and I remember that's kind of where our paths kind of crossed um, is when that house of cards was starting to fall mm. for you. This was January of 2019. And even before January 2019, I think you were doing a lot of the stuff and following some of the content back in even late 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, yeah, I took the free course. Yep. I took your free course and I paid for the budget course. And then I took your workshop in like late December, early January. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I need to do something. I, the one thing I wish I did do was pay more attention to my grandfather. Cause he was again, I don't think he ever had, I don't think, I think he paid it for his house in cash. I don't think he had a credit card at all. He also grew up during the great depression. So he would only put enough money in the bank just to pay bills. Yeah. Aside from that, he had money stashed everywhere but he always paid cash for everything. And I wish, I wish I paid more attention to him because uh, I was pretty close with him. But even then he, I guess he thought my parents would teach me about money and they didn't. So, yeah. Um, 
right? Yeah, that that old school way of handling money, especially some of those uh, some of those older folks, grandparents, great grandparents that went through the Great Depression, went through even some of the World War eras, and where you know it. Money was just different back then. It, it wasn't like it is today. Yeah. There's no question about it. And a lot of them practice some of those basic principles of, you know what, if I if I don't have cash, we don't buy it. We don't go into debt. We don't use credit cards. This day and age, you're actually considered weird if you say, I can't afford it and I'm not going to go into debt for it. People just be like, no, just put out a credit card. That's what credit cards are for, right? So talk a little bit about the workshop that we do. For those of you who are listening, we do a workshop about every three or four months. We call it Life Without Payments. That's what our Facebook group's called as well. And uh, we put on this free workshop, usually lasts anywhere between seven to 10 days. We do a lot of content through our Facebook group. Uh, we do live webinars and we, we give people some basic tools and help to get them started. And that's what most people need help with getting started. So Gretchen, you went through that again, January of 2019. Well, like what were some of the things where that you learned in that, that really kind of prompted you to take that next step and say, join a program like we offer to our members, like Roots Personal Finance. Like what were some things that really stuck out to you? Like maybe I need to do this and maybe this is what I've been needing and looking for. Well, um, when you went went through the success path, um, I mean, I had already taken the budget course prior to the workshop. So I knew my budgeting was horrendous. (laughs) Actually, what stuck out for me was Sarah's story. Sarah's story got, was what got me. Um, hearing Sarah's story and realizing you know, she was in just as bad a shape as I am. I might not have been starving myself, but I, I, I was pretty close to starving myself um, just to pay, just to try and keep everything afloat. But realizing that if she can do it, three jobs and pay off 30,000 in, what was it, 14 months? Yeah, 11, actually 11 months, 33,000 11, 11 months. months yeah. I knew it was like right about a year. Um, then there was no excuse for me, and I just need to, to buckle down and, and put in the work and put in the effort and live through the, the suck, so, so to speak, yep. <laughs> for a year or two just to be able to be able to travel or buy a newer vehicle for cash or – um, spoil my nieces and nephew or the end, like, you know, travel abroad when, uh, when the time allows, like to be able to have dreams and be able to say it's achievable before I would dream like, yeah, but that'll never happen. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So now I have hope. (laughs) Right. So now you see the connection obviously and being a Roots member now for the last 13 or 14 months, you definitely see the connection of, Hey, if I've got a control over my finances and I'm able to behave and have really good habits, I get to be able to do more of the stuff that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, so, and, and when I added up all everything that was going out a month, I got sick. Yeah. I got, I got physically sick. Like I, um, right. I was like, how am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I remember, you know, um, chatting back and forth with you via Facebook messenger back then, right, right before we joined roots and, you didn't even really have the money to necessarily participate, but you, you found a way to, to come up with the $35 to join the program. $35 a month is one of the plans that we offer, but uh, Gretchen found the way to, to find the $35. I remember we had a coaching call very early on in your membership. It was probably within the first two to four weeks, I want to say. And we started talking about a lot of the things that you could be doing, things that you could be working on. 
What were some of the things early on? Because a lot of people will ask, well, how was Gretchen able to, and you're going to share your numbers here in just a little bit because they're impressive. But a lot of people immediately kind of just say, what were some of the things that she did to get those results? So can you share a little bit when you first started the program, what were some things that you felt had the biggest difference for you in the first, say, 60 to 90 days and that you really started to see some real transformation happening within your finances and, and the way you were handling money? Well, uh, one of the biggest helps was being that it was January, it was right before tax season. So um, not that, I mean, my tax return was a little over a thousand, but that was enough to get me caught up. And um, at the time I was getting a yearly bonus that was coming in the same time I was getting my W-2. So the bonus and the, um, the tax return took care of everything I was behind on. And I was, the only thing I was not behind on were my utilities. I was behind on everything else. Yeah. So I caught that jumpstart me to get caught up, which helped boost my morale. But the other thing was I gave uh, my, um, my budget some serious plastic surgery uh, <laughs> uh, where I cut out everything. The only streaming service I kept was Netflix. I don't have cable TV. I use an antenna in the attic. I kept my internet just so I could stream um, Netflix and then occasionally if I had to work from home. Um, uh, I had, embarrassingly enough, I allowed my sister to convince me to join Beachbody <laughs> okay. under her, M what I didn't realize was like an ML, one of those MLM programs. And uh, so I was paying $100 a month for that um, because the, the protein powder was $100 a month. Right. <laughs> And, um, I was already doing orange theory fitness, which I loved and I had no issues with, but I, you know, she's like, I need an accountability partner. And I was like, all right. And then it turned out she didn't really need one. She just wanted to make money off of me. And so I, I cut that. I, um, as much as I didn't want to, cause I was using it. I cut orange theory. I was like temporary pain, you know, sacrifice now. And I'll go back to it once I'm debt free. So that's not, um, so those, that was like $200 off of that. And then I cut out app subscriptions. I had Showtime through Prime. I cut that and Prime out. Um, I pretty much cut everything down to just Netflix, internet, utilities. But you were also, and, you know, go back a little bit because you, you did mention you were behind in, in quite a few things because, you know, a, a typical person that might come into Roots may not have to cut out all of that, but you were at a point where it's like you didn't really have much of a choice because you were behind. I'm, can you can you share a little bit about what you were behind in as you joined the program? I was oh um, <laughs> credit cards, credit cards, um, and it, I allowed two credit card companies to scare me into paying them, and it forced me to be, come behind um, uh, like a half a month behind on my mortgage, which turned into a month and a half behind my mortgage. I became hot behind on my personal loan with my credit union. I became behind on my truck loan with my credit union. And my truck, actually, the payment is, well, like under $150 a month. But I allowed two credit card companies, which will remain nameless, to, they were big companies too, major ones, scare me into paying them instead of paying my mortgage. And that was the biggest mistake in my life. Yep. I... I they, they got me in fear and I, um, I fell for it. 
but it took yeah, it took me to my tax return and my bonus. They get uh, caught up with the mortgage, the truck, and the credit or with the credit union. The credit union was threatening to red flag me or black flag me or blacklist me with every banking institution in the country over if I didn't get everything caught up. And I was on the phone with them weekly. Like, here's what I have this week. Here's what I have this week. And or every two weeks, because I get paid every two weeks. I was struggling to find a part-time job. No one, either they wanted me to be flexible all the time, or uh, they just didn't see a value in me, even though I had everything that I could meet every needs, even scheduling needs for night shift. But, um, I was just desperate, frustrated, hopeless. Yeah. And uh, I never want to go back to that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so share <laughs> share a little bit because, I mean, that that's how a lot of people – I mean, you talk about the fear. You talk about people making the wrong decision, paying credit cards over, uh, you know, basic necessity expenses. We find that all the time because money and personal finances is, is very stressful, especially because these companies will call you. They don't necessarily care about all the other stuff that's going on. They just want their money. They're 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 taking advantage of the situation in a lot of ways. They're going to use a lot of those fear tactics on you. And and Gretchen, you 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 fell for that. And a lot of people do, unfortunately. So I'm glad you were able to share that. But the great news about Gretchen's story is now it's 14 months after that, just a little over a year after that. Can you share where you're at today? How much you've paid off? How much you've saved? And what life is like right now with everything that you've done in the past? 14 months. I paid off officially just over $16,000. Wow. And, um, I saved about $4,000. Um, you know, I replenished my emergency fund a couple of times, but I've, um, yeah, just over 4,000 and that, or just, or just about 4,000, just over 16,000 paid off. Yeah. And I, it's great to see that number. It really is great to see that number. And I'm in such a better place now. And actually, um, with the whole coronavirus situation, it's allowed, I'm at a place now where I could, like, I didn't door dash last night because I, with the fear in, in the area I'm in, um, I was like, do I really want, like, I'm not, I'm not so much concerned if I get sick, but then I have to go, be able to go to my, my full-time job. And I was like, do I really want to take that risk? Right. So I made enough money where I could forego last night for the week. Um, and the fact that I have that flexibility to do that in certain situations is, is just a relief. It's a weight off my shoulders. I'm much happier now. Um, I'm able to focus on other aspects of my, of the Zig Ziglar wheel yep. and um, be able to improve myself as a whole. Yeah. That's impressive. So think about that. You, you've paid off a little over 16,000 saved just about 4,000. That's a $20,000 swing in just 14 months. Yeah. If I would have told you that that was possible 14 months ago, and, and I did tell you, I didn't say it was those <laughs> numbers, but I, I told you, I was like, yeah. Gretchen, in a year from now, this this whole situation could be completely different, but these are going to be the things that you're going to want to focus on the most. And you did. You went out, yeah. and rather than making excuses, you went out there and you did everything that you could to change your situation. And now, looking at those numbers, like, do you even think it's, like, you're, like you're here 14 months later. I mean, that's got to be 
somewhat surreal in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. And I, I've had some setbacks along the way. Like in December, I, I suffered a, a fracture in my arm. So I wasn't able to door dash for a while because of the fact that I, I couldn't lift anything. I wasn't allowed to lift anything for six weeks. So um, the fact that I still was able to pay off 16000 or better yet, I, I probably could have paid off a lot more, but I'm not dwelling on that fact. I'm just still impressed that I, I was able to hit 16000 while suffering an injury yeah. that prevented me from working um, my part-time job. And I was still able to make it work. Yeah, And it, it's just... If I would have broken my arm a year and a half ago, I I would have been in trouble. Yeah. I would have been in so much trouble. In as far as rating your stress level from 14 months ago to where it is today, <laughs> quite a bit of a difference, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. once in a while, like work stress kind of creeps in, but I can deal with. I can make. I'm actually doing a lot better job maintaining work stress. I'm not stressing at all. Even when the payroll clerk forgot to or submit a payroll late and I didn't get paid right away, I was like, all right, I can do this. I, I, I could float for another week before I have to be worried. And I mean, it got rectified the next day, but it was still the fact that I could say I'm not worried. Yeah. I love that you brought up the fact that you have less stress in other areas of your life. Um, you know, we always talk about inside roots, how, you know, personal finance is one of these big habits that is going to drastically change other areas of your life. And that's, that's proof. I mean, it takes up. So when you're stressed, like you were in a situation 13, 14 months ago, living paycheck to paycheck behind on bills that takes up so much emotional energy. Uh, I don't think a lot of people actually even realize or sit and actually take account how much emotional energy that takes. It takes away from your work, takes away from your family, takes away from your relationships. And when you're able to get that emotional energy back, you're able to give it to other areas of your life. And, uh, a lot of people see some uh, dramatic improvements. On top of that, though, we also got to give you mad props for this, too, because well, I want people to understand your story and how hard this was, how much hard work you put in, because you did this all by yourself. You're 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 not married. You did it on a single income. Um, that's huge. Those are big numbers yeah. for someone who's just on their own. Yeah, and actually, right as I was joining Ruth, I was, uh, 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 I was in a relationship but not married, but he was going through um, uh, financial stress himself. And when I was telling him what I was doing, he's like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. I'm just going to file bankruptcy. That, that doesn't work for me, what you're doing. And like, I got zero support from him whatsoever. And so when he broke up with me, like I was uh, crushed at first, but then the following months and I saw the progress I was making, I was like, I'm, he was holding me back. Like he was, he was holding me down. And <laughs> the fact that I was like, you did me a favor by breaking up with me. Because <laughs> I realized I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Share a little bit. Obviously, you know, we, we always talk about on this show, there's three big kind of components to getting out of uh, say financial stress, getting on the road to financial freedom. And the big three are education, support, and accountability. Uh, obviously we play, you know, we do a lot of education. We do a lot of education on this show. We do a lot of education inside roots, but what we have inside roots, which I think is the secret sauce is really the support and the accountability. Not only that people get from the program itself, but also from the other members and, and people that are in the program. Can you talk about how how that support and accountability has really played a role in, in kind of keeping you focused over the last 13 or 14 months as you, as you've done what you've been able to do. 
Oh, the, the Roots group is awesome. Like, uh, they, they're so supportive. Um, I've been in like the, you know, like the free groups and everybody's just like kind of catty with each other, but Roots is different because everybody has the same goal. Everybody's learning the same stuff. Everybody is just supporting and celebrating every win that everyone has. I mean, the, uh, the playful conference uh, uh, competition with Shan- with Chantel, yeah. even though she's got me beat numbers wise by a long shot, but the fact that you know uh, we go back and forth on like uh, you know cheering each other on and and trying to uh, you know with the with the points and whatnot, the the, the friendly competitions, it's just it just makes things fun and. Um, there's no way I probably would have put up the numbers I could have put up on my own. And yeah. It's so true, though. I mean, we think about, you know, why are the majority of people living paycheck to paycheck right now is because most people are living that way. So we follow that herd mentality. So when you want to break away from that group, it's going to be critical to find a support group and accountability partner. So, Gretchen, you paid off $16,000. You saved about $4,000, $20,000 swing in 14 months. What would be one or two pieces of advice that you could give somebody that might be in the same spot you were 14 months ago. Like what would you say to them that you think would maybe have helped you the most uh, 14 months ago? You have to be, uh, you have to be t- willing to change. You need to be willing to change your, your mindset about finances. You need to be able to change your behavior. Um, I've also sacrificed going, uh, not sacrifice. I really wasn't much of a sacrifice, but I was, I also was notorious for eating out too much. <laughs> for a lot eating, of people, that's a sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I started meal, I had started meal prepping. I would buy, like, I was to the point where each week at the grocery store, I would pick a different type of meat or poultry to buy in bulk ish, cook it for the week. And then, that was my lunch and or dinner for the week was what I cooked on Sunday and I would just cook it on the grill, just cook the meat. And then I would switch up the vegetables or the sides every night. But that was a game changer for me was cutting out because I was spending anywhere between eight to $12 a day on lunch. Right. And then uh, the weekends was like, hey, it's party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are we going tonight? And, right. uh, uh, it, it, it's expensive. It's really expensive. And that was probably like, I didn't mention it earlier. That was probably one of my other biggest game changers was cutting out how often I was going out to eat. Right. Uh, now, if I, now I kind of worked it back into like once a month, just to, sure. Just, to, well, you've earned but, that. You've earned that. And we talk about that a lot on this podcast is that, you know, listen, we're, we're not all about living like hermits here and living in a cave and you're not allowed to do anything. You might have to do that short term, but very much like you've described here in your story today is that by taking swift action, being able to make some really drastic sacrifices for a short period of time, look what you've done in just a year. I mean, it's, and, and now you're able to kind of reintroduce some of those things. Um, you know, I know you mentioned j- jumping back into your orange theory and getting back into the fitness side of things. I mean, you're going to be able to start introducing some of these things back into your life again, and they're not going to be stressful. And I, and I bet you, and you probably can already talk about this. You probably appreciate them a lot more, um, because of how your money mindset has changed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually, when I do join, I plan on prepaying. I think I can prepay up to six months and I yeah. plan on prepaying six months and then I don't have to worry about every month. 
All right, Gretchen. Well, I just want to wish you congratulations on all your success over the last 14 months. Um, you know, you mentioned Sarah's story and how much that motivated you. And now you're motivating so many other people. Uh, there's people who have actually reached out to me and say one of the reasons why I've joined is because of what Gretchen was able to do. And uh, that's why I'm on this journey is because if she can do it, I can do it, especially if she's doing it on a single income. Uh, I've got no excuse. So uh, you've done a fabulous job. Keep up the great work, and I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing a little bit about you and your story and your journey and uh, ho hopefully motivating some other people out there to start taking some action. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear, too. That I'm glad I'm able to motivate people, and I'm glad like uh, my story has been able to help out because I figured if I can help out at least one person, that that's great. That's awesome. And if I'm helping out multiple people, that's even that that just makes me feel so good inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why and that's why out. we do it. Yeah, and that's why we do it. That's why we want people to know these stories, hear these stories, because you know it's one thing for me to get on here, or Ryan or Amber to come on here and, and talk about what we've been able to do, but uh, you know, sharing other people's stories and other people's journeys, you know, you might be able to relate more to somebody else who's out there struggling or, or going through a situation. And uh, being able to share these stories gives people hope that you know. Broke is a choice. You don't have to live that way. You can do things differently. It's going to be some hard work, but uh, the opportunities are out there. The help is out there, and uh, your story is, is just more and more proof of that. So thank you very much, Gretchen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, hey, what's inside? I thought this was a party. Let's Hey guys, that sound means it's time to do some celebrations. And since we just had Gretchen on, we want to give her a huge shout out. That was a lot of hard work. She's worked really hard. And uh, man, just always impresses me to see what she's been able to do in just a short period of time. So I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, that interview. It was absolutely fantastic to have her on. So let's do these celebrations today. We've got first up, Judy Jennings McCord paid an extra $800 in bills this month. Closed one account. Plus, stocked up on some groceries. Congratulations to you, Judy. Uh, Sherry Gordon, no ordering takeout or delivery. Have been sticking to food we have and stretching home-cooked meals for two days. Way to go. Uh, Christina Malmberg uh, picked up some overtime. Going to try to pick up some extra shifts. Uh, this one she's super proud of. Under the $20,000 mark in debt. Awesome. Way to go, Christina. Congratulations to you. Lacey Love, this is a huge number. Unbelievable. Just realized since starting Roots in January, mind you, as this episode airs, it's probably about three or four months, she's paid off $10,596 in just two months from starting the program. <laughs> that wow. is unbelievable. That's huge. That's awesome. Good for her. I'm so proud of her. Christy Wright paid off another credit card, paid off $2,500 towards paying off her car this month, and saved another $200 in her emergency fund. Uh, and Cindy Wendow had my favorite win yet. A telemarketer called saying, I'm calling to consolidate your credit card debt. I laughed and said, that's funny. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I love that celebration. We actually shared that on our business page a while back ago. And uh, I, she's, she did, yeah, credit card free, paid off tens of thousands of dollars, no more overdraft fees for her and her family, uh, sending her kid to day camp, paying cash. Uh, it's just an awesome, remarkable story. Hey, do you have a question about your finances? If so, 
send us an email at brad at therealdebtfreedad.com and we will do our best to get your question on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Here is today's questions, guys. Over the last few months, with all of this coronavirus stuff going on, I've seen more conversations about people who are investing because the market has been kind of up, it's been kind of down. The question is, should I be investing too, even though I'm still working on my emergency fund and paying off debts? What do you guys? What would you guys think in this situation? So, I mean, the way I always look, I mean, now, I mean, I will t- be honest. I mean, now potentially, if you're in it for the long haul, now is a great time to be investing. However, if you have debt, let's just say, for instance, you've got some credit card debt and you don't have it paid off. Um, if you if you if you're going to not pay off a lot more on those credit cards, instead you're going to take that money and put it towards like investments, you're essentially borrowing money from the credit card, potentially at, you know, who knows how high of a percentage you're paying and you're investing that money into the 401k. And so I just look or for whatever, however you're going to invest it. So I just have a hard time with, if you have the ability to pay more on debt, but you're not going to, to invest, you're essentially choosing to like stay in debt. I, I don't know. I just have a hard time with that sort of thing, that sort of mentality. Cause I feel like you're borrowing money at a higher interest to invest to make money. So you're not really gaining anything by doing that. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I don't, if you're spreading your money, um, out along like savings first and then an emergency fund, and then you're paying debt, you're spreading that so thin that it's going to take you really long time to pay off your debt and to build that emergency fund. So it's not, you're not going to have those wins that excitement and it's probably going to drain you and then just make you want to give up altogether. Um, I think focusing on one thing at a time is probably where I would go. And I know for us, we stopped our retirement savings when we were paying off debt. And that was our choice. That's just something we did because we knew we would pay it off quickly. And then we could ramp up that retirement savings after we paid it off. So I think focusing on one thing at a time is what I would recommend. You're not going to, you know, unless you're going to invest a hundred thousand dollars right now. I mean, if you're talking, you know, Hey, I'm going to put an extra hundred bucks. You're not going to be a millionaire in a few years. I mean, you're going to make a little money, but like, just because it's a good time invest, if you're going to invest a small amount of money, you're not, it's not going to turn into some huge amount of money in five or six years. Yeah. And, uh, yep. I, a lot of great viewpoints and uh, especially with focusing on, on one thing at a time. Uh, the one thing when it comes to, you know, investing, it, it pains me when things like this are going on and there aren't people, you know, being able to take advantage of it because, you know, they're living paycheck to paycheck. It's it's because right now is like Ryan said, um, you know, investing consistently month after month, especially during these times. This is where a lot of people tend to make their money for their retirement is during the down periods uh, because they're investing long period or long, long term. One thing I will say, when it comes to the debts, let's focus on the debts first. Like, let's say, for instance, and, and I don't know exactly the situation of this individual, but let's say, for instance, part of the debt is some high interest credit card debt. Let's say, like, I know, like, when my wife had a Victoria's Secret credit card, it was like 29%, okay? The stock market is unpredictable. We don't know what it's going to do. We can't tell you that next year you're going to make 29% of your money. We just don't know. But what I can tell you is if you pay off that credit card, you're going to get a 29% return on your money right away because it's a known number. So in my opinion, when it comes to especially high interest debt, 
you should most certainly pay that stuff off immediately. Now, when you start getting into lower interest stuff, and I can I can see how arguments start to hold more water when you're starting to say, I've got a I've got a car payment. No, it's not the average. It's I it's affordable. I can manage the payment, and and the interest rate is really low. Can I see the argument of why someone would start to save more for retirement in that period with just some low interest debt? Yes. Is it something that I would do? No, because the idea behind the show is that you eventually get to live a life without payments and financial stress. That's that's what we're all shooting for here. That's the goal of what we're trying to do. Also, like what you know, I don't know if any of you guys referred to more of the emergency fund. Uh, the emergency fund is super important to your overall financial well-being. That's going to be the thing that keeps you out of debt the most. So if that's not built and you have some debt hanging out, I would focus on really concentrating on some of those uh, those issues first and those challenges first. And then once that's done, then you can kind of go full on with saving towards retirement. So again, everyone's situation is different. And at the end of the day, if you decide to invest right now, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Just like Amber said, though, just understand you're diluting your efforts a little bit and it's probably going to take you longer to do a lot of the things because you're trying to do everything all at once. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. Please leave us an honest review in Apple Podcasts. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. And if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you and we will see you on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to the realdebtfreedad.com.